Hello and welcome to the Professional Horror Podcast, the only podcast that always parties like it's 1993. I am your host, Boris Karloff Jr., and my guest this week is Sarah David. Sarah, how are you doing today? I'm doing quite well. How are yeah. you? I'm cool. Cool. It's been a while since we've seen each other. but really you know. years. Yeah, but that's the fun of this podcast, bringing people together. That's what, that's what we're here for. As always, I am Chris Donovan, the host of this HIA podcast. And for those who are wondering, hey, last time you said we're going to do a best Stephen King adaptations podcast, where'd that be? It's October. So it was a lie. It was a lie. I lie to you guys on the reg. So it'll be in November or December. Don't brush me, man. Today, we're talking, if, you, if my intro clues didn't clue you in, we're talking about the 1993 film Hocus Pocus today. Woo, exciting. But first... <laughs> God damn it. But first, so we always start off with First Blood, which is a segment that I always forget to tell my co-hosts, my guests about until the last minute. First Blood is where we get to know our guests a little bit, let you know what kind of horror fans we are so that you know what perspective we view horror movies with. So Sarah, what is your favorite horror movie and your favorite sub-genre of horror movies? My favorite horror movie of all time that I watch every single Halloween without fail is Halloween, the first mm-hmm. one, the original John Carpenter. I love slasher movies. Yes. I don't know why. Something about them. It's like, I just can't get enough of them. I love seeing people. You know, this is a weird thing I'm going to segue into, but I listened to this on an episode of Boys and Ghouls, which will be referenced a few times because they're great. For some reason, women who are fans of horror are statistically more likely to like true crime and like slasher and stuff like that. And one of the theories is because women, unfortunately, in this horrible society are more likely to become victims of it. So a lot of times they're like, we're going to know what we're getting into. I'm like, that will never be me. Yeah, I'm not going to fall for that kind of thing, which it's a little fun, little horrible thing about our world. If this is your first episode, my favorite horror movie of all time is 1984's A Nightmare on Elm Street, directed by Wes Craven and starring Robert Englund and Heather Langkamp, my two favorite people on the planet. And my favorite sub-genre are slashers and creature features. I love my sci-fi original crappy movies. I was going to say, I can't say I'm too into the sci-fi. I don't know if I've really given the creature features a chance. Maybe you can recommend some to me to watch. I've got a few. I've got a few. There are a lot of bad ones, and there's a lot of really hilariously bad ones, and then there's some good ones. I can go for the hilariously bad ones. Yeah, sci-fi original's always been good to me for that. So we're going to talk about Hocus Pocus, which is, like I said, the 1993 Disney, Disney, not channel, Disney film, directed by Kenny Ortega, and starring, I'm going to pronounce one of these names wrong, starring Bette Midler, Kathy Najimy, and Sarah Jessica Parker as the Sanderson sisters, and Omri Katz, Thora Birch, and Vanessa Shaw as Max, Denny, and Allison, respectively. It is currently sitting at 6.7 out of 10 on IMDb and 30% on Rotten Tomatoes. 30%? 30. That's a crying shame. Because this movie is a lot of fun. Apparently, Leonardo DiCaprio auditioned for Hocus Pocus, which would have been, which would have been great. Probably would have been pretty good. The critical sense on Rotten Tomatoes is harmlessly hokey, yet never much more than mediocre. Hocus Pocus is a muddled, family-friendly effort that fails to live up to the talents of its impressive cast. Shut up, Rotten Tomatoes. Ow. So, since we've already given you guys a taste of our initial thoughts of the movie, Sarah, what are your initial thoughts of Hocus Pocus? Initial thoughts, love it. It's great. It's just that movie that I've watched every single year. Always comes on the Disney Channel. always on 13 Nights of Halloween. Loved it when I was a kid. Have to say, re-watching it as an adult, you notice a lot more things. Mm-hmm. And I actually watched it recently with an adult friend of mine who has never seen it before. <laughs> and he kind of opened my eyes to a lot of stuff that I missed. And now that he did, I cannot Can't unsee them. Yep. So it kind of changed it a little bit for for those who don't know, which is probably a few people listening to this podcast, I went to school for writing for TV and film, which is like, you know, film school and stuff like that. And I always tell people it kind of ruins movies for me because I can't help but watch them with a critical lens over my eye. I have to like turn my brain off sometimes. When I watch movies that I loved as a kid, again, a lot of times I'm like, oh, but there's that, there's that problem. Oh, why does that character do that? A lot of people, especially they hate when I bring up Space Jam because I tell people it's not a good movie. Don't ruin that for me. It's, and everyone's like, what are you talking about? It's a great movie. I'm like, guys, watch it again. It's not yeah. a great movie. I have to say, though, I have not seen that in at least like no. seven. There are some movies I won't watch because I don't want to tarnish the memories. Yep. 
They're too good. They're too precious to me. Hocus Pocus, though, I will say, initial thoughts, even though there are a lot of things, like you said, that I'm like, that's weird. Why do they do that? I still think overall it's really enjoyable. It's a lot of fun. It's not like a serious horror movie. Yeah, and you have to have that in mind when yeah. you're watching it. Like, it's like it's not, kids' movie. Yeah, it's not supposed to be scary. It's not supposed to make sense. Yeah. It makes sense. Like, obviously, it's yeah. not going to happen in real life, so. And yeah. honestly, there's not a whole lot of really good witch horror movies, and this is one of the few. Yeah, and. So, we got to cherish it for that seriously. reason, too. And I love witch movies. And when you said my favorite horror movies, I wanted to say once and involved witches, but I can only mm -hmm. think of one, which is The Craft, which is one of my favorite movies. Craft spot, yeah. But I was like, are there even any other ones There's... out there that I can name or that I've seen? I don't know. The last one I can think of is The Witch that came out, or Witch, the one with the two Vs as the W. I saw the first 30 minutes on Amazon Prime when I had an Amazon Prime account and then yeah. I was like it's four in the morning and I'm kind of <laughs> bored I'll finish it later and then my Prime account, account ran out and then I didn't watch it I heard it's really good but really? it's a very dramatic movie it's very not Oscar worthy but as Oscar worthy as horror movies go so it's very like in depth I guess one thing I like about witch movies in general hmm. is just like the different styles of witches that are portrayed like mm -hmm. the Hocus Pocus witches and they're so over the top yes and pure evil and they're shooting like electric shocks mm -hmm. out of their fingers yeah it's just funny to see like what characteristics they've chosen to give to them like they fly brooms they don't have wands they don't wear the pointy hats mm. like they really have a lot of fun with the witch mythology in this mm -hmm. movie i feel like with we're gonna get to this later but the scene where the brooms get stolen and one of them <laughs> has to have the vacuum the as a broom it's great Actually, I'm being Sarah Sanderson this year for Halloween tomorrow for a costume party. Yes. And I still think I should maybe bring a mop with me. I haven't decided <laughs> yet. But I'm like, I don't know who would get it. Have you seen the movie? Who would get it? <laughs> Probably. I saw all those costumes at like Party City and stuff this year. Yeah. I was like, yes. Yeah. So I feel like that's the first time I've ever seen those costumes at like yeah, Party City. Yeah, they stores. had all of them. And also, this, if you follow bloodydisgusting.com, there's some talk, there's some rumbles of a sequel, but then they also said rumbles of a remake, which... I heard remake, which made me nervous. Well, I heard sequel, and then I heard remake, and I was like, no, the first one was great. Yeah, I just read an article about that today, mm. and it was saying that if it was a remake, that Midler wouldn't come back, it would be a whole new cast, and I'm, I'm not down with I'm that. Not, I'm not okay really with not. that. Leave I'm really not okay is. with that. Especially because Bette Midler and all the witches, they really want to come back to it. I read a thing where this is Bette Midler's favorite movie that she's yeah. done. I'm like, you're going to remake it on her? No. Like, why? She's and, like the movie, to honestly, a certain extent. Sarah Jessica Parker, mm. that may be like the only thing I really know her from. Like, I know she's in Sex and the City, not my type of show. Right. So this is like, when I think of her, I think of Hocus Pocus. Right. Like, like define her in a way and a hmm. lot of people think of her like that i think it would be fun if they came back for me i would i would really enjoy them to come back yeah just if it's not them i'm not down i'm out i want the original denison's there too yeah do a remake. some of them still act some of them don't act anymore yeah, yeah omri katz who played the lead retired from acting but i think thor birch and vanessa shaw still act well let's go dig into this movie so we start back in 1693 on Halloween in Salem because witches, Salem, it's just kind of... The few witch movies that do exist, I feel like they all take place around Salem. Or Salem's at least mentioned. Salem's at least mentioned. <laughs> and we have Thackeray Binks and his sister Emily. Emily gets taken by the three witches. It's weird because they have their witch makeup and their witch wigs, but they also have like age makeup on all yeah, of them. and that's something it's I like double makeup. Yeah. Too. It's like, oh, okay. Like, they're mm. uglier, like, in the beginning of the mm. movie on purpose. Like, they're haggish. I don't want to throw any shade, but they're already, like, pretty up there in age at the beginning of the movie. So mm -hmm. it's weird that they're like, we're going to age them and, like, they make them young and beautiful and they're still, like, middle-aged. Yeah, I know. Except for Sarah Jessica Parker, who was, like, yeah. really young at the time. They cast a spell on Emily to, you know, take her youth, which I always, I always thought was weird about that scene is, I don't know if they killed her or if they, like, made her old, if they, like, stole her youth so she she was old because I think there's one shot where you see where they're messing with Thackeray with like lightning and all that stuff mm -hmm. and her hair looks whiter really? but they never show it but it also could be the fact that her hair is blonde and I'm just you know and she's glowing 
Yeah, with the weird like digital yeah. effects yeah. around her, and they're like sucking literally her essence away. But I was there was one shot where her hair looked really white, and I'm like, so is she old or is she dead? Because we never even talk about her. Yeah. We don't see her. Like it's not like the parents like even like discover her or anything yeah. or mention that she's dead. They're just like she's yep. All we see is her tombstone. Like, yeah. At the end of the movie, so and we see her ghost spirit. Yeah, but we don't spoilers, know spoilers, but yeah. yeah. Spoilers from 1993. From 1993 from a Disney it. movie. <laughs> so the Sanderson sisters they come up with their plot to punish Thackeray. I don't even know why they punish. Is it just because he like knocks over their po potion? Well, yeah, because yeah. they yeah that was their potion that was gonna keep them was keep alive, alive forever, forever and now they can only alive. They're going to be young for, like, the normal time now. And their witches are evil. Yeah. So instead of killing him, they decide to turn him into a cat to live forever with his guilt. His and guilt of not saving his guilt of not his saving sister. His sister. There's a lot of stuff in that first scene and then the first, like, ha the first, like, third of the movie that they just, like, throw at you. Like, the book that's alive, but that doesn't really hold any relevance. The black flame candle, which isn't mentioned in the first part for some reason. Yeah. I There's a lot. That. One thing while we're on the topic mm -hmm. of when he gets turned into a cat, this is something I noticed recently that really irks me. When they're hanging the witches, Thackeray comes over to his dad and is meowing at his legs. Yeah. Why didn't he just say, like, hey, dad, it's me, I'm Thackeray? Because he can talk, he can talk. in the movie. Yeah. And that makes me so mad now. And it was my friend who had never seen it. Who the yeah. first thing he said was, well, I thought you said the cat could talk. Why didn't he just tell his dad? Yeah. Like, that's a great, like, ruined my that's life. a fantastic question. Like, why does not why doesn't Binks talk? Like maybe he didn't realize he could talk at that point, but maybe. he tried. So like yeah. how did you figure it out? What kind of irks me too is like, I don't want to pick nits with early 90s movie effects because that's low-hanging fruit. But I did read a fact that said that they actually got Binks's eye and mouth effects really like perfect. But then they thought that'd be too scary for kids, so they like made it look more fake. And that makes me angry. Why would that, you intentionally make your is, effects worse? How is a cute talking cat gonna scare children? I don't know. It's an evil cat. cat I, mean, I mean, cats are occasionally villains in horror movies, I guess. Especially the black ones, yeah. I guess. Yeah, like in Pet Cemetery, I guess. Yeah, which but, kids see all the time. Yeah, so kid, I can understand why they make oh, that yeah. direction. That was like a cable TV fixture in the nineties. Always you know? on ABC <laughs> Family. Plus, even cable TV back then, I don't think. <laughs> Jesus. Dating ourselves. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it just makes me mad that why would you make the effects worse? Because there are some scenes where I'm like, okay, that kind of looks like that cat is talking. And other scenes where I'm like, wow, that that's looks, really that's bad. fake. Yeah. The witches, as they're about to be hanged, they make their, their last spell where they say, whenever a virgin lights the black flame candle during a full moon on Halloween, they will come back to life. Which, I mean, granted, the plot of the movie defense depends on this. Yes. But could you have added more stipulations to your come back to life <laughs> spell? And thankfully, they didn't hang them before they could cast a curse. Yeah. And they were like, well, let's hear what they have to say. Yeah, like, why aren't they like, they're making a spell, stop this now. Yeah, like, just hang them. They're like, I'm, no, no, I want to hear the end of this story. Come on. Yeah. Let me. Okay. What do we have to do? I researched for a book I'm writing because I'm so cool all the time. You are. I'm so cool. It gets off that vibe. You it's just, them, it's just radiating off really me in is. waves. But full moons on Halloween don't come around often. Okay. They're very, very infrequent. Usually, like in the lunar calendar, the full moon takes place in the middle of the month. But it's like some like 30 years or something in between full moons on Halloween. I did not know. So to add, so a virgin lighting a candle on a full moon on Halloween, you're really saying we have like 10 chances to get it this century. Yeah. Maybe. Why not just be like, if anyone <laughs> if lights anyone it, lights it ever. At any point, yeah. come back. And I get the magic of Halloween. I love Halloween. It's my favorite uh, time of the year. Me too. And I get that, you know, there's some sort of inherent magic about that. But say someone lights it on Halloween. There you go. <laughs> but then we wouldn't have the movie, and that's the real, that'd be the real shame. Yes, agreed. So we flash forward 300 years, and we have, we introduce Max Dennison, played by Omri Katz, our main character, LA kid, and you know, doesn't get all these folk messages. He's your typical, typical cool young kid from LA. Hollywood. Yeah, he's a Hollywood kid, and he makes a very weird, sudden move on a girl in his class. I still don't get Allison. that. Allison. It's so weird. It's so uncomfortable. It is. He's just like, she just like shows him up about Halloween and he's just like, yeah, but here's my number. Yeah, tell Jimi Hendrix I said hello. Yeah, and it's like, what? Yeah, I don't know. 
know. I, that part always made me feel really like weird. Yeah, it's movies. like most of the stuff I think is really weird happens in this like beginning stage of the movie. Yeah. Like like I get that he has like a crush. He's literally like doing some weird things with his pillow over it. <laughs> yeah, you're so soft. And I'm like, oh, Allison, <laughs> you're so soft. Would the guy who is saying that in his room really have the confidence to just yeah. waltz up in class? She doesn't dismiss class, not like at a locker. It's like he's interrupting class to be like, hey, here's my number. Yeah. I and don't she think turns so. Him down. Yeah. Trick or treat. And she's like, boom. And he's like, oh, say. sad face. Yeah. I will say, I remember having the biggest crush on Allison when I was a little kid. She was, she was cool. She yeah. was really cool. And she's cool. And we'll get, I'll talk a little bit more about this later when we get into some more scenes. She is the brains of like this entire mm. movie. Max is utterly useless. He doesn't Everything really do fault. anything. He doesn't and really she, do anything. She has all the ideas for all the major like things that they do to yeah. try to kill the witches. It's yeah. all her. Doing. That's why I thought she was just like the coolest thing when I was yeah. a little kid. And then my favorite thing, we run into two bullies. That we're following Max on his way home and we run into boys who are they intimidating they're literally bulk and skull so from the Power Rangers one of them looks like James Franco with like long, short blonde, <laughs> blonde hair and they're like he like just makes fun of them for 10 seconds then they're like hey we're gonna take your shoes and they take your shoes I'm like these yeah. guys are the least intimidating boys in movie history I know that's a great scene, though. It's Maybe so funny. Maybe you learn funny. to breathe through your nose. Yeah. It's like one of my favorite lines. <laughs> the setup of this movie is just a lot of weird scenes kind of cobbled together. We get Max. He goes home, and he starts doing weird things with his pillow. And... <laughs> And he's still being his typical, like, I don't like this town and all their superstitions, blah, blah, blah. And then his little sister, Danny, who's already, she's bought the folklore hook, line, and singer. She's already in costume. Yep. And, like, after school's over. So she must have, like, either worn that costume to school or came home and was like, gotta be a witch now. Yeah. And she's played by Thora Bird. I think she was like the one person who really like had some kind of a career after this movie besides the witches because they're all fantastic. Well, she's fantastic. Yeah. yeah. I heard a funny story where she was going to be named Thor if she was a guy. Oh my God. But then when she was a girl, they're like, well, thor ah. <laughs> I guess works yeah. and she she actually won an award for this movie she won a young actors oh, award really? I believe well, Vanessa Shaw who played Allison was nominated for the same award and lost mm-hmm. scandal how old was she do you know she was born in 82 so she was 11 and she plays an eight-year-old so I guess that's you know that's not crazy yeah. Max is forced to take Danny trick-or-treating because she literally screams the top of her lungs I was watching this movie on my ps4 with my oh, headphones no. on I had to like throw so my headphones loud. off because she just like screams that, yes, you're taking her trick-or-treating. The trick-or-treating scene is so weird, too, because we have the bully's second appearance. Danny's just like, oh, you won't mess with me because of my big brother. I and love then, that. And then they're like, oh, it's Hollywood. He's a little leaguer. Yeah. Like, you are not helping the situation this, Yeah, at this all. is bad. <laughs> Yeah, this is bad. I always think that's so weird. I mean, granted, I think it's because I never had a little sister, but the little sister in these movies always just drags the older brother into like these weird situations where she's just being a jerk, and that's just all there is to it. It's just weird. He was kind of jerky too, though. Oh, he was a, he was an asshole the whole scene. movie, and he's pretty so much. dramatic in that scene. Yeah, you just embarrassed me in front of half the guys at school. There's like four people. There's like four people. Two of them are the bullies who you already hate. Took your shoes. Took your shoes so do you really care what they think one of my favorite things that makes no sense to me is max says all right danny you embarrass me we're going home and then danny goes to the first bush she can find falls in it and starts crying her eyes out yeah max comes out and consoles her and then she's laughing another two seconds later it's the most like over the top dramatic scene he just like did a weird like sorry face and she's like, like <laughs> funny, I'm I'm okay now. I wasn't just crying my eyes out. Yeah, seriously. And then we go to Allison's house and they're having like a posh sixteen nineties colonial party. Yeah. First of all, who just walks into somebody's house? Yeah. Like, oh, it looks like these people are having a party. Yeah. So, let's like, go in. And like I can see the, the trick-or-treating bin is there, but usually when it's like the take one bin, they put them like on the porch yeah. or something. You walk up on the like, step. Yeah, there's no sign saying, oh, come in, have yourself a piece of candy or whatever. Yeah, and what are the chances? That what are the chances? It's Allison's house. house. Oh, my God. Dressed in the most over-the-top costume. Think of how much money the costume department had to go through to get an entire room full of old-time colonial costumes. How much work went into that for a 40-second scene? Seriously. 
they're not really in there. They're not. Long. They're just in there. You can see in the background people in the colonial garb, like, you know, like, ha, 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 aren't we posh, you know. The worst part about this scene mm. is when she gives them cider, and you can clearly see when Max goes to drink that there's nothing in the cup. Yep. And it makes me so mad because the camera angles an empty cup, and he's like... <laughs> Oh, yeah, it's good. My favorite awful part about that scene is where Danny references the fact that Max likes Allison's boobs. And yabos. her yabos <laughs> is what she says. She says, oh, I couldn't rock that costume, Allison. I don't have the yabos. And, you know, Max chokes. And she's like, Danny goes, Max really likes your yabos. And, like, they have that look at each other, that, yeah. like, awkward, flirty, like, oh, that was sweet. Your little sister just said you. She, this like, guy likes your boobs. None of that is sweet. Like, you guys, okay, take your candy. You can leave now. I'm gonna go back to my weird party. She's literally been here 20 seconds and already referenced her boobs. That's a that's a strike. That's a red flag in a lot of books. <laughs> and she throws them out under the bus. Too. Yeah. Like, I always take her. My mom made them. Yeah. Like, oh. It's like he's trying to win candy. brownie points with this yeah. girl, and all you've done is throw them under the bus and talk about her boobs. <laughs> Typical sister. When I was rewatched this movie, I did not remember that scene. And I heard that and I went, that can't be referencing what I think it means, right? And I went on Google and I typed in Yabos. And yes, yeah, it means yabos boobs. Are boobs. Yabos are boobs. I never, outside of that movie, have heard that pretty term. cheeky for a Disney, for a Disney movie. movie. Definitely. And then we go from that scene where Max is like, hey, I don't believe in witch stuff. How about we go to the witch place right now? Why don't you prove to me witch stuff exists? I don't know how Allison thinks she's going to convince Max of witch stuff just by going there. He's yeah. just going to be like, it's a house with stuff in it. But she's like, hey, cool. I'll change out of this colonial garb that cost a thousand dollars or whatever. Yeah, that I only wore for two for seconds. For two seconds. So Yeah, so we can just go to this witch place. The beginning of this movie is just so weird. And then once we, once we get to the witches, it's all yeah. gold, pretty much. Because the three of them are what makes this movie. So we go to the cottage, the Sanderson sisters' house. We see the museum set-up version of their house. We see the book with the eye that's behind glass, which no one... Could no one, like, peel up the eye to see, like, hey, there's an eye in this book that's weird, but... And know. if they have the book behind glass, why isn't the black flame candle behind glass? That's a good question. That's... Seriously. The more dangerous thing that will is what will bring them back to life. And how long has this place been abandoned? Because it yeah. doesn't seem like it should have been that long ago. Because she's like Allison says, like her mom used to work there, and it's like what eight years ago. Yeah, but like it's covered in cars. Yeah, it's, it's literally like a party store threw up in that. Yeah. In that room. Like it couldn't have been that long ago, and there's just all these lighters convenient that still work. Yeah. There under the cobwebs. There's another IMDb trivia fact <laughs> where the lighter that Max uses actually requires fuel like almost every time you use it essentially so there's no way he could have just picked it up and lit it instantly and he becomes really good with that lighter and it's like you know like yeah. the flicking it and all that other stuff he's wielding it like a butterfly knife or something just like flipping <laughs> it around Binks for his part he finally shows back up he's a terrible guard of this cottage granted I don't think he has an astrology book with him but he could have plotted okay next full moon Halloween is 15 years from now I just gotta make sure everything's perfect for this one night like he let them get in yeah i'm pretty sure if before they got to the door he ran in front of them yeah like i want to go home yeah wham, wham, wham. And, he, yeah. and they'd have left or even like you said banks can talk what if he just said hey don't like that candle it's real yeah seriously don't i'm thackeray i'm thackeray real. banks it's real get away because even if max doesn't believe allison he's probably gonna believe a talking cat <laughs> How could you not? Yeah. We have a cat in this room, ladies and gentlemen. Hi, Lana. Say hi to the microphone. Lana's asleep. She's here. But if this cat said something to me, I don't care what it is. I'm believing it. <laughs> Wouldn't he also kind of want somebody to go and light the black flame candle? Because if that never happened, he would still be stuck as a cat. See, I'm not sure if he knows that if the witches are killed, he can it's pass on. And I also think he might just think that's too big of a risk. Mm -hmm. Because what if the witches come back and they can get all the children in Salem in that one night then guess what now there's witches here forever and now there's going to be messing things up forever so i think he might be saying it's just too big of a risk but, and then max lights the candle which has
has a weird, it actually does have a black flame. The house shakes and we have that weird light under the floorboards mm, effect. Light, yeah. And then they walk in the front door, which I think is weird. Our three witches finally back from 1693. That rat pail is still there. That gets me every time she reaches up. It's the same spot I left it 100 yeah. years ago. No one. Nobody cleaned this place. Allison's at all. mom was a terrible caretaker, she, too. She didn't clean yeah. a rat tail up when she found it. Terrible. Seriously. Terrible. And yeah, I always wondered like how they got there so fast. Okay, like I understand it was a magic spell and they're just mm -hmm. like there. But, and also were there spirits like in the cottage listening? Because he, Max says it's just a bunch of hocus pocus mm -hmm. he likes it. And that returns. In, like, yeah, the she of the says that later yeah. and she wasn't there to hear exactly. it. Exactly, so now I'm wondering. Also, I would have thought that if the black flame candle gives them their powers and they're connected to this house, I was confused why they came in the front door. I would have thought they'd either materialize like out of the flame. Or they'd be appear in the house. Mm -hmm. Why did they appear somewhere else and come in? Why Maybe because we... they were killed out there? Because that's where they were They killed. came back to the spot they were yeah. killed. Because they were killed like right outside their house. That could be it. Yeah, they just built a hangman's gallow in 10 minutes after they found them. So maybe that's <laughs> what it is. It yeah, they're like, it oh, standby. bring out the gallows. We're going to need three for this one. You know, it's like <laughs> one thing that I thought was really clever that wasn't really played as much as I thought it was going to be is Danny initially takes credit for lighting the black flame candle, which I think is so clever because she's dressed like a witch. I was wondering when you would appear sisters. I was like, yes, smart girl, tactic. go full out. Pretend you're a witch as long as you can take this and they yeah. take it 15 seconds. <laughs> now Mary can smell too. Yeah, they were just like, no, you're a child, you're not a witch. I was like, can't you be a child witch? Like, we're gonna eat you. Yeah, they were children once, I'm assuming. Yeah, I would assume. They talk about mother all yeah. the time. They could, she could be a child witch. I would have thought that'd be a really cool sort of direction to go. Like she's pretending to be a witch the whole time. But, that would be cool. Yeah. But then, and then they go to eat her, which is interesting. Yeah. They're they, not sucking her soul out, but they don't have the potion. Yeah, they don't have the potion yet. Wouldn't they store her away yeah. somewhere like they did with Emily while they made the potion? Yeah, they go to throw her right in the cauldron. They just became Hansel and Gretel all yeah. of a sudden. But they managed to do some shenanigans. Max comes up with his plan of pretending he has magic powers with the lighter and he lights under the sprinkler to cause the burning rain of death, I believe he calls yes. it. And that rains down. They clearly know they're not getting burned for the first 10 seconds, but they still panic and run under they the thing. Run. They're like, no, 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 no. Which I love that. Yeah, it's, I love how earnest they all are in all their reactions. He makes fire with his hands. He makes fire I with his hands. <laughs> And then they're like getting rained on and go, oh no, no, no. And they have to run away. Same thing later with the uh, the headlights that they use. They just instantly are like, yep, that's what that is. I believe this. Like I said, once they show up, it's the movie. We're here. The movie's great now, guys. <laughs> because Binks joins up with the crew and he says, nice going to, to Max. Finally says words for the first time as a cat. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks, thanks a lot, Binks. 300 years later. Yeah, he could have done a lot more than this, but whatever. And they, he instantly takes them to a cemetery because that's hallowed grounds. And we'll get back to that because that's a weird plot point later. Yeah. Where witches yeah. can't set foot there. As a film writer, usually you follow the protagonist throughout the entire thing. And there's like a subplot that usually, if it's not the protagonist's subplot, it's some other close character to the protagonist. But we have full sequences with the three witches and they're just all gold. They see a road. Which they also, they walked in from outside the house. So they wouldn't they have seen the road already? Unless they were in the yard. They, yeah. Unless they were in the yard. But then they see the road and they think it's some kind of black river. And, and they, they just chuck Sarah out onto it. <laughs> Which honestly, I probably would have done the same thing. Probably. She, if anything, is the least useful of she's, the she's the, She's very ditzy. Yes. And hilarious. Granted, they have to put up with her because she's the only one who can like summon all the children like later. Because she's good with that. But Winnie literally chucks her out into the, the Black River and, and they realize, oh, it's a road. And they start doing their, that huffing, that walk, that walk back and forth. Skirts yeah. Up. yeah, love it. Oh, it's so good. And I forget if this scene happens here, but one of my favorite things is because, again, this is a Disney movie. I would not expect it from a Disney movie. Is they see a bus pulls up to them. They're like, what is this contraption? He goes, I call it... <laughs> A bus. Mm. Oh, I can take you to your wildest desires. And they say, we want children. And the bus driver says, well, it may take me a couple tries, but I'll see what I can He's do. He's so gross. He's so weird. Oh, my God. 
And then, like, when Sarah's, well, I mean, she is, like, sitting on his lap watching yeah. the bus. He's like, did anybody ever tell you you're very easy on the eyes? Yeah, like, it's like, so that's so gross. Like, I would not expect a line about making children in that way in a Disney movie, no. but it's hilarious. And it went apparently completely over the witch's head. So yeah, they, they were like, like walk right in. They're like, oh, cool, well, take us to the children. <laughs> so we go to the cemetery, and Binks gives his sort of speech, but it seems like he spent more time preparing his speech than he did preparing stopping the black flame candle from being lit. So he brings them to his sister's grave and he sent, gives them the story of the Sandersons. Winnie brings back, oh, I forgot his name. I can't remember. Uh, Billy. Billy. Billy something. Billy Butcherson. She uses her magic. Since she can't go on the hollowed grounds, she summons her old boyfriend and also Sarah's fling. and the yeah. ex-fling. And the Billy Butcherson, played by Doug Jones, who is... He's the tall, lanky guy under makeup in every movie, essentially. He's in Pan's Labyrinth. He's the pale man. He's Fano slash the pale man in Pan's Labyrinth. He's Abe Sapien in Hellboy. Basically, if you see a movie with some guy who's really tall and skinny under 10 pounds of makeup, it's probably Doug Jones. He's really good at that. And he's great in this movie, too. His mouth has been sewn shut by Winnie so that she couldn't say his secrets even in death. Bink says it's great and he just kind of chases them around he's the stooge for a while for the sandersons just like running around chasing them to the next plot point essentially yeah, but i feel like he's also kind of chasing them to keep an eye on them too yeah and he just wants to get their attention so we can tell yeah. them like i'm on your side spoilers again yeah Sorry. We'll get to that scene, but that his last scene is absolutely hilarious. I mm. love it. But he chases them out of the cemetery, back onto the street. Oh, that's when the bus thing happens because the bus, as Sarah's driving on the bus driver's lap, runs over Binks. Yes. And they're instantly 100% back to tears. And Binks just kind of pops back to life and is like, well, I told you I can't die. I think it's so weird how Danny, how she goes right to tears, right out of tears again. And again, Max had to meet the scene all about him. Mm -hmm. He's like, this is all my fault to comfort oh. me. Oh. Allison's like, it's not you, Max. Don't worry. Like, it is you, Max. Dead. It is you, Max. It's you. It's always been you. You lit you the candle. You suggested going to the house. It's all your fault. And then we have a bunch of weird scenes with the witches where the witches see Satan. So they see Master. Mm -hmm. Which, that, oh my God. Oh, they've never apparently seen the devil when they spent 300 years in the house. Yeah. And believe this old guy dressed up as the yeah, devil. Yeah, and say, the devil just screaming like, oh, ha 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 with candy and they yeah. what doesn't make sense to me too the devil like says hey come on in the house whatever it's not like he's throwing a party or anything it's just him yeah, he just and his wife medusa who clearly yeah. doesn't want visitors why do you even have them over and apparently according to imdb i'm pretty sure the person who's the devil and yes they are brother and sister who the devil and medusa Ew. yeah yeah strange yeah that whole scene is very yeah in, odd. well in in the movie i think they're, both, they're supposed to be husband and wife but in yeah. real life they're brother they're and sister like, i don't like and then he's dancing with sarah, with sarah in the middle of the living room just like nothing kind of creepy old guy who's like this hot girl wants to dance with me cool. cool while he's in his house with his wife who's just upstairs who lost five pounds by the way who did yeah, lose five pounds even acknowledge that nope so. He just says, wow, I can have five seconds of happiness right now. Yes, I'll take it. They call and, me master. Yeah. They call me, I don't care what they call you. Yeah, she's like, wait till you see what I'm going to call <laughs> A lot of times men in movies are just completely blinded by any time like boobs happen. They're just like, what? Yeah. Oh my God. I mean, there's some humorous points to that scene though. I love when Mary's mm. watching the TV. And the yeah, she's just like, like, like the walker, and she's like, yeah. She just thinks it's absolute magic. Yeah, but then Ralph comes menacing scary the, dog the satan yeah <laughs> a little tiny dog oh my god and I, they've never seen dogs i guess i guess i mean dogs existed in colonial times i think so i don't know what types they had over there. maybe not that kind of dog but maybe i'm totally wrong too i also love that when they go outside they're completely confused because mary smells children everywhere but she all they see are these little skeletons and little people running around they're like i can't see the kids anywhere it's almost like you know halloween you know the whole principle of dressing up works in this situation yeah. they're like no all these kids are running around Halloween is just a day of play for these people like those things are always so much fun the witches always have an uncanny ability to know where the kids are they never 
say, I think they're going here, or hey, due to magic, I know where they're going, they just always end up there. They just like sniff them out, I guess. Maybe, but there's a lot of children in town. Maybe they have a specific sense, but I didn't hear her say that either. I was thinking that too. Like they just seem to show up. Yeah, they have like a very particular scent or something. Because they go to the party next. That's the next sequence. Best scene in the movie, possibly my favorite scene of Oh, it's so good. They try and convince their parents, Max and Danny do. They try and convince their parents that the Sandersons are after them. And of course, they don't believe them because it's a horror movie. And it's also really stupid to believe that. I honestly probably wouldn't believe my kid the first time they told me something like that. It's a weird thing in horror movies. Everyone's always like, oh, they don't believe the kids. I believe. It's like in real life, if someone told you any of these horror movie things these kids try and lay on them, you wouldn't believe them either. It's like, leave them alone on this one. Cat is talking to me right now. Yeah, I don't. Again, Binks, if you spoke up at this moment. Like, no, it's actually true. No, it's like, true. Exactly. Their witches are after him. Here's a talking cat. Binks can talk, but never when you need him to talk. Seriously, and he never shuts up when you don't <laughs> when want him to talk. When you don't want him to talk. Oh my <laughs> god. Stupid Binks. Seriously. That's a joke. I mean, that's a no, lie. Binks we is love cool. Binks. Binks is great. Thackeray, whom I thought was Zachary when I was little. Yep, and it's Thackeray. Thackeray Binks. Yeah, it's more old timey. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but we have the scene where Winnie sees a person singing, saying, "I put a spell on you," and she just has herself a little idea, like the little I can't say a face on a podcast doesn't work like that. When Max tries to out the sisters on stage, she starts breaking into, "I put a spell on you," and I just—it's the greatest part. It's perfect. It's and great. They've been dead for three hundred years, so they've had a lot of time to choreograph. This yes, that's the best part that they have dance moves and. Mm-hmm. Backup, like, yep, they have the backup. Off. They have the backup vocals. They are on key. They're on rhythm with this song that they've never heard of before. That's what I was thinking. It's like so she heard that for two seconds. Yep, and she's just like instantly. She just has a musical ear. You know, she might very well. Have. All and witches have different powers. Have powers. Maybe her is music. Surprised it wasn't Sarah who mm. led the whole thing. Yeah, because she's the singing one. Honestly, that's the only version of that song that I want to listen to. Yeah, I have been abusing that YouTube video over this season, just constantly on YouTube. Just like, I need to hear it one more time. Me too. Me too. And I only watch the video. I don't watch like a lyric video of it. I watch the actual scenes. Yeah, because where they're like, they dance, you know, back and forth. It's just... And that ending pose that they strike we just did it yes we just did it and we did it on point and that one that moment's for us to share you guys can't have it so (laughs) Winnie this is a plot point that I feel like should have been brought up between the kids more frequently Mm -hmm. Winnie uses the song to cast a spell telling all the adults to dance until they die we're gonna put a pin in that and be right back okay because the next sequence again the witches just kind of know where they're going they go to the school and the school has a lot of weird stuff about it too because the school the intro I did about Boris Carl Jr. That's what Max says over the loudspeaker, mm-hmm. which they can just get into school, no problem. That's what I was thinking. Get into the principal's office. Unlocked. Get to the microphone. It's like, why? I love the fact that, you know, the witches are like, it's a prison for children. Yeah. Uh, that which, was really funny. You know, kind of. Technically. Again, really funny. They're so great. And then they go into the to the school and he gives this, you know, welcome to high school hell. I'm your host, Boris Karloff Jr. But if they can hear your voice, they know it's not. They know it's you, Max. And Thackeray, you know, Thackeray Binks walks out at one point. So the witches can be like, okay, that's Binks. Wait, does he? I think I He has one that. moment where he just walks really quickly and they're just still doing their, you know, like shuffle walk. So you've gone to the school trying to trick them and the first thing you've done is say, okay, Max is where the microphone is. He's talking and Binks is over here and they lure them into... The boiler room? I guess... The high school we went to did not have much in the way of arts and crafts. But I feel like that was a kiln for molding. I mean, for, um... Oh, um, pottery. For pottery. Yes, a kiln. It's a weird word to pronounce. Yeah, I just, like, never heard of that. Kiln. Yeah. They get them in the kiln, which is where you put pottery to, like... To set essentially to like heat it up and they trap them in there and burn them alive which i guess burn at the stake makes which is sense. makes sense wow that killing is dangerous holy crap yeah. <laughs> to be at a school holy shit I know. They just get the witches in there like, okay, turn it on. And now instantly flames shoot up like in, right in front of the door, which they trap them in there with some kind of... Some kind of 
French some kind of French audio. audio, trying to tell people how to say, I want my book in French or whatever, mm-hmm. or I have a book, a book from the library, and they say it in French or whatever, which we never said. At the very beginning, when they leave the house, they steal the spell book. That's why they can't make the potion right away and just say, screw them, we'll get more kids later. We have the spell book. They steal that. So the witches are constantly trying to get the spell book so they can bring it back, make the potion, and then lure the kids. Which again, as far as upkeep at the house, all their ingredients are out. They're not behind glass. All of their eye of newts. The same dead man's toe. Same dead man's toe. Bowl of dead people toes. Like weren't claimed by evidence or... Yeah, like why would they keep those? I don't know. Like I think that would have been more interesting where they have the spell book, but all their dead people ingredients have been been taken. Mm -hmm. So they have to go and get them. Instead of running around with the book all the day, they actually have to stop them from getting their ingredients. The kiln burns the witches alive and they all celebrate outside. Woo, yay, we burn witches to death which you know it's not over of That's course too it's two thirds into the movie we're at the false climax and they have sequence that, like, purple light that's it just like came the up soul. out like, the that's not normal yeah it just came people. out of like a chimney or something yes it's a very craftsy high school apparently so <laughs> would have been nice but again all Allison's idea mm-hmm. good idea thank you Allison Max is just gonna cry in a yeah, he was just okay with running around with the book all day. Just being like, all right, we're just going to keep running and eventually it'll run eventually out. Eventually it'll be daylight. Yeah, so whatever. So they run home saying, yes, we did it. And Danny gives a speech to Binks about how, oh, we'll just, you'll just be our cat forever and ever and ever and ever and ever. Which won't be weird. No, no, no. Why hasn't this cat died? No, whatever. And I saw the most bizarre piece of trivia I read about this movie. When they're doing their dancing, Max and Binks are talking. You have a clip where you go to Max and I mean uh, Danny and Allison celebrating and like dancing or whatever in the background you can see like a fountain like kind of like a fountain I guess it's it's the same one from the Friends intro is it really it's the same one from the Friends intro oh gosh where they're all in there yeah changes that scene for me yeah so there you go guys that's where we have that pin i said about the party we're coming back to it right now yes because they come home and max just goes oh must still be partying yeah did you not hear her say dance until you die clearly because bink still exists their spells haven't been undone clearly like you can that's certifiable evidence right there with binks he just goes oh still be partying that's cool it's like 2 a.m or whatever at this point which by the way allison just goes to his house at 2 a.m and stays there all yeah what are your parents doing yeah do they really not not going to miss you that much yeah like they don't care where i am no very concerned about allison and yeah she is such a weird character she has no backstory except that she lives here in this town and she's super into witch and folklore and all we know about her family life is her mom was a terrible caretaker at the sanderson house and they throw weird old-timey halloween colonial parties which sounds like no fun that sounds like no fun somebody invited me to a caution party like that i would no no. It's Halloween. Have some fun. Throw some witches and zombies and skeletons. Yeah. Cool stuff. That's what Halloween's all about. But no, would they just have colonial parties, work Bobby at Bobby houses? Bobby. Oh, yeah. And cider. <laughs> There's that line where Danny's like, no, she's going to offer a cider. Yeah. And then she's like, you guys want a glass of cider? And Danny goes, no. no. And then Max says, yes. Yeah, I want cider. <laughs> I want cider because you gave it to I me. I want fake cider. I want to pretend. I want to pretend cider. we have cider. Oh. I want cider right now. I would go for I had cider yesterday, and I was, it was the first class cider I had all season. Shame on me. Where'd you get it? East Providence Library. They were doing a book sale, and I went really? there. Really? Yeah, and they literally were like, here, have some cake bits and cider. And That's I was like, so yeah. Oh my God. It was, so, it was so nice. I got like a bunch of Stephen King books while I was there. I, so I was saw like, your post. Yeah. Follow me on Instagram at Professional Horror. I'll do that at the end. <laughs> <laughs> After Danny has said, we're going to keep you forever and ever to Binks, and Max and Allison have a weird... Their relationship makes no sense (laughs) in this movie. Makes no sense. They argue at the beginning over whether or not the folklore is real. Allison says, no, for your weird move of giving you giving her his number then she's like yeah cool we'll go to the witch house that they've been running around fighting witches and now they're like sleeping together now they're cuddling yeah, yeah. Now they're cuddling together again what's allison what's she like what 
Yeah. What, what are you, your, Allison? Yeah. What is your life, Josh? <laughs> and is that like right directly after the scene? Why do they go downstairs to get the salt? They're looking for something in the cupboard. Yeah. I and, can't remember what. You know, she wants. She says, "I'd feel better walking home if I had some salt." Okay. Because again, because Allison has all the ideas, she goes, "I know salt circles protect you from witches and stuff." And then he makes another weird move on her. Yeah. He's like, "What's it say?" And she goes, "To ward against witches, zombies, and ex-boyfriends." And he's like, what about new boyfriends? And she's like, and she, got she just has like a little like spark to him. Like they don't even have scenes of like flirty looks to each other. No. My favorite movie of all time is Aliens. Okay. I love it to pieces. And I remember always thinking as much as I love that movie, I always thought Ripley and Hicks, who are a thing at the end of the movie, how they were kind of thrown together. And one time I rewatched it, I realized before that there was like five or six moments when it was the bunch of them where they just had moments of like close up looks at each other. And I'm like, oh, okay. So we're at least setting up the fact that Hicks is like, I think you're kind of cute. And Ripley's like, I think you're kind of cute too. And this is kind of like missing a little bit. It's just missing those moments of, hey, we're kind of both into each other right as opposed to just max being like hey what are you doing again before allison leaves it's 4 a.m or something max pokes his head into his parents room and goes oh, not here yet oh stupid max max what are you doing your parents don't party till 4 a.m i know what if they, they ever done what if they ever done that. I don't even know your backstory but I can guarantee you they don't party till 4am usually and I could tell just by the way his dad yelled at him saying sucks that they're not party people they're not party people at the very end like his dad is aligned and was like oh I thought LA was a party town but I'm like you probably didn't even know like, you didn't even know what you were doing no Another that's thing that me. Max just doesn't care about his parents essentially <laughs> oh, yes. I will say a lot of horror movies struggle with the fact of why don't they call the police why don't they call their parents when their kids involved Having every parent in town dancing till they die, brilliant. It's a way to just say, parents are out of the equation. Yep. Don't worry about them. They can't help you. And they have that scene with the cop where they talk to the cop the earlier in the movie where he's like, you got to help us. And he's like, you lit the black flame candle. And they have this thing where he's just like, you guys are just pulling my chain. Get out of here. And he's not a cop. It's a Halloween costume. Yeah, but he brilliant. answers them. Too, yeah. Which made me laugh. Because what if it was a real emergency? He's so like, please help us. My first thing would be like, oh, I'm not a cop. I'm not a cop. This guy's like, All right. Yeah. And then his girlfriend comes out and he goes, they thought I was a real cop. And she just thinks that's hilarious. Yeah, she's like, <laughs> so funny. Whatever she's yeah, supposed to be. she was, yeah, she's weird looking in that. <laughs> that's a good scene. It's that's really such, quick. But... Yeah, there's a lot of those fun scenes in this movie. Like, I know we're throwing a lot of shade on this movie, but don't think I don't cherish this movie to my bones. No, seriously. Yeah. Love I it. started watching this, like, August 2nd, I think, this year. <laughs> that's how, like, anxious I was yep. for Halloween. So, favorite that movie. Exactly. There was some point around that time too where I was like, I didn't watch it, but I put on, I put a spell on you and I'm like, okay, yeah, all right, it's fall, let's go. <laughs> like that and like Monster Mash and stuff like that. Oh, I've been like, playing that in my car like constantly. Yeah. Like I used to work at a party city during Halloween. It was not a fun job. I was about to say that sounds awesome, but then I took it back. It doesn't. <laughs> like there, it has its moments, but one of the things is during Halloween, they start throwing in some spookier songs mm -hmm. on the radio. So like Monster Mash, whenever that came out, I was like, yes, let's go. It's Halloween. And then I was like, no, you're at work. Yeah. It's not. It's not fun. It's not fun anymore. They did the monster mash. Yes. The witches come back to life from the kill and their smoke comes back in through the chimney. Like a re It's like a reverse mm -hmm. shot. It's like where they shot it and then they play it in reverse. And I think it's so funny. Winnie comes out and she just starts speaking like yeah. in French. Like, I want my book. <laughs> it was great. All their costumes just like a little ashy. They're not yeah. like any worse for the wear. And then they go back to their house because they abduct the bullies. Yeah, because... Oh, yeah. They're walking past and the bullies are like, hey, you want to go look at windows, see girls changing? And they're like, it's three in the morning. They're all changed. They're all in bed. It's like, well, what do you want to do? And then they see the witches and they're like, why is it always the ugly chicks who stay out this late? And it's not even chicks. That's chicks. what she says. She yeah. doesn't like that term. Yeah. Chicks. Love it. These bullies are not intimidating. They were just snatched. Like, they say that, yeah. and next scene, they're in bird cages. I would love to see how they got them to the house, by the way. Like, that would be great. Did they drag them? Did, did they, they, like, do spells yeah, to them? I did they, like, pull them kicking and screaming? Just, I no, love the no. bird cages. 
So yeah. I was guessing you get ice. Yeah. And then, because that leads to Winnie is trying to remember the potion off the top of her head. And she's like, dead man's, dead man's toes. Chungs. Dead man's chungs. Dead man's, <laughs> she can't remember it. So she calls out to the book to like reveal itself. And Allison, for all the good she does in this movie, does the big mistake of the movie. Mm. Well, one big mistake. Max does like 10 more. Worse. Max is the mistake. Max is the mistake of this movie. <laughs> Allison opens the book to say, hey, maybe... We can find a spell to make Binks not a cat forever, which none of them are witches. So I don't know if they just feel like they can. Anyone can they do can magic. Just read it. Yeah. yeah. None of them notice the giant orange light coming up from the book either. Pretty noticeable. I think <laughs> Pretty that's noticeable. Something I might notice. Yeah, they're like, huh? This book is glowing quite ferociously. And Binks did warn them nothing good can come from that yeah. book. Yeah. And Allison. One mistake. Seriously. So Binks closes and says, yep, no good will come from this book. And that's when the scene happens where they get the salt and yeah. they're about to go upstairs. The witches don't just abduct Danny and Binks in the book. They plot a whole horror movie reveal. Yeah. Max pulls Danny's sheet off and it's Sarah. Love and they it. go back and they open up the closet. I think it's the same closet that Danny hid in at the beginning it of the is, movie. Yeah. And Danny's there again with the book and Banks and Marion and Winifred. And correct me if I'm wrong, isn't there a huge hole in their, in his ceiling now in that scene? Like, don't they fly out? No, they, the they just get... It's weird. They sneak in through the window. Okay. Like, you see, like, a little nail, like, dragging down, like, the uh, screen. Right. Yeah. And in, like, four minutes, they're able to just get through the window, all of them, go in, set up that elaborate plot reveal. And they zap Max across the room, which, Winnie, you should be doing that more often. That seems to be a really effective yeah. move. But Allison, of course, having an idea, she does the salt circle around all of, about him and yeah. Max. And I always thought growing up, Max has the coolest room. Because he has, like, a weird spiral staircase up mm -hmm. to, like, a balcony, sort of, like, almost like a church tower. Like, a bell room without a bell. So he has, like, four windows all around. I thought that was the coolest thing. I agree. I don't think I'd be complaining about moving that house. No, that's honest. a cool yeah, room. Salem, maybe I'm biased just because I love Salem. Yeah, spooky England, stuff. But... That's a really cool place, but it's not anymore because as they leave, they explode the top of the house off. And they yeah. say, yep, that's it's gone. Yeah. How is that going to explain? Nope. Yep. get home. They, and now they don't even have the cat to be like, hey, Binks, was, yeah. speak for once to the right people because Binks is gone. So I was going to be like, well, we don't know it's how the top sure. of our house blew up. Not me. I didn't do it. <laughs> We're going back towards the house and Sarah goes off and she starts singing a little song. That was Come Little Children, performed by Kat Wells from the amazing Boys and Ghouls podcast. Thank you, Kat. Follow her at All Hallows Cat on Twitter and Instagram, and listen to the Boys and Ghouls podcast. Boys and Ghouls? Did I just say? Boys and Ghouls podcast mm -hmm. on iTunes and, you know, wherever wherever podcasts are listened to, because they're absolutely great. They do lots of research for their episodes, way more than I do. <laughs> We try here. We're a one-man team with occasional <laughs> guests here. We do our best. But yeah, so Sarah goes off to sing that song and all the kids, which should Max and Allison start being under the spell too? I mean, I don't It looks like mostly little kids. Yeah, and also because Danny doesn't isn't affected by it either. But Danny's also very, I mean, she doesn't strike me as a gullible kid. But I mean, look at how many children mm. are in the streets. Yeah, I always Maybe it's because she actually is a witch. So she's not Rock affected <laughs> by magic. <laughs> What? Focus too. What? Where Danny's an evil Sanderson witch? Sign me up. Yeah. Okay. That I would watch. Yes. Sign me up. <laughs> Cut it. Print it. Disney. I'll expect a check in the mail. Thank you. <laughs> so now they have the book. They can make the potion and they make the potion and they're about to give it to Danny when I think, is this Max's plan or is it Allison's again? I think it might be Max's. That's, is it? I'm not I sure. I thought it was Allison's plan, but 
well, could be wrong. Max is a jerk, so I'm going to give it the credit to yeah, Allison. It was Allison. Allison's idea. It was a really funny line where he comes in and they're about to feed Danny the elixir for them to steal Danny's life. And Max says, oh, I know something you don't. And they're like, what is that, dude? And he's like, daylight savings time. They're like, what? What? And I light. Mary goes, daylight savings time. Yeah, savings time. <laughs> Mary's so funny in this movie. Her. She's like, she can get lost in the shuffle because. She's under- yeah, because Winnie's obviously the greatest bet Midler is a queen of all the world. And Sarah Jessica Parker as Sarah is great. But Mary's always just there being constantly funny and she doesn't get a lot of credit. So we love you here, Mary. Yes. <laughs> Team Mary. All of a sudden these orange lights pop through the window. And again, the sisters buy it hook, line, and sinker. They're like, oh no, the they sun, we're dead. The yeah. It's like you can't feel that you're not they're burning. You're not burning you're to like death. Or anything, like yep. nothing's happening. They're just like, oh no, woe is me, and yeah. fall backwards. <laughs> it was like a Shakespearean death. Yeah. Like, I am dying. Oh no, which <laughs> is great. So Max is able to get Danny out, and then they take orange tape off of their headlights, which, guess what? That was the way they tricked the witches this time. My voice is getting really hoarse right now. For those of you who are wondering why I sound so weird, I picked October, you know, the month I wanted to record like eight podcasts to get a sore throat, so. I hate to see it. <laughs> yep. It's sore throat season. So I apologize. So we have a chase sequence on Broom, which is great. You know, Winnie is chasing the kids in their car or whatever. Again, another thing that Winnie shouldn't know about, like the... It's all just a bunch of hocus pocus. She goes, pull over. I want to see your, your yes. learner's permit or something. Yes, she asked about that. That always that makes, so me, so does make me laugh. Or when she calls him dude. Yeah. Even. Like, nobody talked like that when she yeah. was alive. Maybe, I don't remember if maybe one of the bullies says dude and they maybe Probably. overhear it. Like, she's picking stuff up from this world, I guess. They literally, like, run Winnie off the road. Yeah, she's flying. Yeah, like, where are the other two witches? Where are her sisters to help her out in this time? And in that scene, Max and Allison share another little, like, loving mm. look. He's like, are the witches following us? And she says, no. No. He's like, good. And, like, gives her, like, good. a little, like, like a little, I love mm. you. Yeah. It's like, why? Like, just stop. They're so cringy. I don't know they're, why. They're I'm really not, cringy. I don't like them together. I don't ship them. No. For those who are curious what I think of Max and Allison and Hocus Pocus, I don't ship them. Yeah. Nope. Anyways, back to Anyways, back to things that matter, yes. sort of. <laughs> they go back to the cemetery because Hallow Grounds, smart. And Billy returns, and at that point, when does Billy get the knife? I totally forget when he gets the knife. Part of me thinks it's at it? it's either at his house or at the witch's house, which either is oddly convenient. Because it's like a switchblade too, it's not like a knife knife. <clears throat> I always, I think I thought it was Max's. Max never pulls a knife off. No, he just has like a little pocket knife or something. Yeah. He just kind of pulls that out at some point, which I don't think he should have been stabbing the sisters, but maybe that could have been useful for something I mean, earlier. desperate times. Yeah. Billy finally reemerges. He's kind of a stooge. He's kind of like being late to things and not being able to catch the kids. But when he catches Max, who for some reason decides to like hide out in front of the cemetery or right at the doors or something, Billy grabs him, takes the knife, cuts his strings. A little, a little moth, yeah. which... You want to be creeped out? According to Doug Jones, real moths. Ew. Real moths in his mouth. What's that necessary? He goes all the way with his rolls, I guess. Real moths pop out of his mouth, and then he just starts like yelling at Winnie. It's so funny. He was, yeah. you witch. He's like, I've been waiting three centuries to say that. He's like, well, please stop breathing in my face. Yeah, just say <laughs> it. Just don't, don't breathe on me. So then instantly, Billy just becomes like a new member of the team. Their plan is perfect. They put Danny inside the grave, so they probably couldn't really get her without touching the hallowed grounds. And they put a salt circle around the grave. Perfect idea, but Danny ruins it. Which, by the way, I do want to go back really quick. The whole reason why now, even though they have a bunch of kids going towards the house, a really funny moment is Winnie wants to just take Danny because she called her ugly. Yeah, she doesn't even know me. She's, it really hurt my feelings. Yeah. That's it's, another good line follows after that. She's like, I think I'll have a child. I'm toast. I'm toast. <laughs> Oh my god, it's so good. So even though they have a legitimate like bunch of kids coming and they still have like enough for a couple people, like they said they have enough potion for one because Max kicks it on the way out. And they probably could make some more. Cause it looks like they made, they whipped that out in like 20 minutes. Yeah. So they could make some more, get all those kids. But Winnie is just like one track mind. No, I want Danny now because she's a jerk. 
typical horror movie mm-hmm. like plots, like when the serial killers or you know whatever evil masterminds explain their entire plan before they murder the good guy, and yep. then it gives them just enough time to get away or to do something. It's like you or it's like. Nature. They probably could have made Potion suck the life out of all those kids and then been like, okay, now that we're immortal, let's kill those kids we don't like. Yeah, let's do something bad to them. Yeah, let's, you know, do some spells on them or something. But no, they're like, we're just going to go after this one kid. But their plan, like I said, their plan is perfect. She's inside, she's under the ground in a salt circle. They can't go in the salt circle. They can't go on the grounds. But as they're all like fighting, each one's like fighting a witch, like Binks, you know, tries to... Get Claw Winnie. Winnie. Allison's throwing salt up at Sarah, I believe. At one point, they get their broom stolen. So Mary, who's on a vacuum cleaner and not a broom, Billy's, I think, trying to like fight her off or whatever. But Winnie kicks Billy's head off. And Danny runs out of the grave to get his head. He's a zombie, Danny. He's fine. It happens. He can pick it up. We saw that earlier in the movie. He's fine. Ugh. But that's just to set up the climax where Winnie has Danny up above the ground. She, you know, dove down and like scooped her up because she went out of her perfect hiding spot. But Max has the potion, so he drinks it and says, all right, you have to take my life. You can't take my sister's life or whatever. So, you know, does a noble sacrifice type deal. Makes it all about (laughs) That was the one good thing he did. Yeah, he was a good brother in that sense right now. So Winnie's like, all right, fine, whatever. I wanted Danny, but I'll take yours instead. Picks Max off the ground. And going back to what I said at the very beginning, I wasn't sure if they were sucking her life out or like sucking her youth out to make the little girl older. She gets a couple breaths of Max in. So I would have thought like, is there a change in Max now? Is he going to die sooner? Is he older now? Like what's the deal? Is he going to age faster or something? I don't know. While that's happening, the sun is rising because we have a ticking time element in the background. When the sun comes up, both Mary and Sarah just explode into dust. But Winnie takes like a lot longer for some reason. Winnie falls off the broom. Yep. And then she's on hollowed ground. And yes. she walks over to him. So What some people have theorized, her turning to stone before exploding is what happens when a witch steps on hallowed ground. That's what I said to my yeah. mom as we were kind yeah. of arguing about this. <laughs> yesterday we get into hocus pocus arguments all the time all the time so yeah i was like well maybe that's what happened yeah so that's also a little thing that's always kind of irked me about the end of the movie it's weird too because when she turns to dust to, to stone the first time it's clearly a 2d image yeah but then when you go take a step away from the the close-up it's a 3d like printed statue which one of the statues is actually like at disney apparently really? and i want to see it they put it's it out good. for like their, their halloween, halloween yeah i saw a video they actually do like a big Halloween show where they have three people who aren't the original sisters but you know what can you do mm-hmm. playing the witches and they sing I put a spell on you awesome. as like before like all the fireworks go off and stuff that would be cool so all the witches are dead and now Binks is also I mean because this is what Max should be worried about with the parents the whole time they don't even mention or think about the parents <laughs> Like I'm cons- I'm concerned that they're they're not concerned. Yeah, we've worried about them. I've worried about them. Like they're gonna dance till they're dead. I don't know how long you can dance till you die, but probably like I don't know. Well, how long can you last without water? Because you wouldn't be drinking. It would be or... three days, but you're dancing constantly, so you're gonna sweat more. Yeah. So it's gonna be less time. Maybe like I don't know, a day and a half. Maybe. They dance for like eight hours straight. They're gonna be messed up the and next day. They're probably day. drinking too, which means yeah. they're dehydrated. They're gonna be in bad shape. Some people might have had to go to the hospital in the <laughs> adult version of this movie, I guess. But we see Thackeray is free of his spell. He doesn't have to be cat anymore. So honestly, Binks lucked out in the situation. That maybe he was saying, hey, maybe I should let this get lit so that I could end up passing on. And maybe he didn't. Maybe that was his plan all along. And he's the true evil mastermind of this movie. Who knows? And we see his sister saying, you know, Thackeray, Thackeray Binks. He's not a particularly gifted actress. I don't no. Know. Yeah, this is her only line. Don't want <laughs> to put out that those you know negative vibes or whatever, but you know. Thackeray Binks and Danny have a really weird thing too. Like I get from Binks' perspective, it's like, oh, she's eight years old, just like my sister. But there's this weird thing where like, Danny is, of course, like she's completely broken over the fact like, oh no, this person I met today, who I thought was going to be my cat forever and ever, is, is a ghost now. And he's like, I'll always look after you. And it's like, you, yeah, she. I'm a cheek. And you're like, you met like eight hours ago. Yeah, chill. Chill. Are this they like, chill. I don't know. 
It's weird. It was almost like she kind of liked him, which is why yeah, like, she never crushed, you know. but he was a cat for like the right. whole time you knew him. Right, and like, I don't know, I guess younger girls might have crushes on old, on, <laughs> I was going to say on older guys yeah. frequently, like, I don't know, I was I was never a girl, so I can't confirm or deny this. sometimes. Yeah. Happens. Yeah. It's like, I could see that, but it's still weird. Especially from Binks' perspective, to be like, ah, don't worry, I'll keep a watch on you forever. Yeah. Yeah. He's 300 years old. She's eight. That's not yeah, cool. That's that's crossing the line. Exactly. I don't ship them either. For, yeah. the, for anyone listening, who's concerned? <laughs> None of these people should well, be together. It's, up. <laughs> it's full of some really weird continuity. They're, like I said, the sisters always know where everyone goes. But the witches are just so much fun. Every scene they have is just money. The devil scene, the bus scene, the banter, the they, banter have. they have, the the singing. It's brilliant absolutely brilliant the kids are okay allison's cool danny's cool max is kind of a jerk but whatever it happens for a disney kids halloween movie it's really good it is really good and it'll always be a favorite no matter how much i clean about it and mm-hmm. take it apart exactly because i love it sometimes we gotta pick apart the things we love to show you know that we acknowledge we it has things wrong with it but we still love it regardless and that's hocus pocus it's a kids movie we all grew up on it we can't hate it too much watch it watch it all the time it's a fake movie it's a kids it's a kids it's movie based on true story right that I know. Like, as much as I will, I've talked down to movies before and I've been upset and I've also said like, oh, you like that movie, but I also have those movies too. I have those movies that I like without really, without justification from the movie itself, really. But this one does. This one has a lot of fun and I really hope that the three sisters come back for another movie. They all want to do it. So the thing I've seen about the sequel, they're always like, oh, they would cost too much. Like, there was salary. A, pay them, they're great. Yeah. B, they all really want to do it. They probably wouldn't cost as much as you think you could probably say hey we don't have a lot of money for this would you consider taking a little bit less to make it happen they'd probably say sure why not and do you know how much that movie would gross if they made a oh my god every like Like, 20 something and like early 30s from somebody who's a manager at a movie theater Mm -hmm. i can that would be insane it would be what the movie industry needs right now yeah high grossing halloweeny movie Mm -hmm. or just a kids movie right i love goosebumps came out in 2015 which was good which was good i liked goosebumps a lot it has issues and i am a goosebumps fanatic Love right Goosebumps, on. everything. Yes, I'm gonna watch Haunted Mask as part of my nice. like at least four more times this I have this to season. Watch Night and Terror Tower because oh, that's my like guilty pleasure. Yeah, I love. I like. I watch Goosebumps year round all the time. I love it and I read I it. But the movie was a lot of fun. It was a kids horror movie. It wasn't particularly scary, but it worked for kids and it worked for adults. I think I enjoyed it. I agree. And I think if you make a Hocus Pocus 2 with those three originals and you just say, okay, we're going to do right by this. We're going to have some fun musical numbers. Mm-hmm. We're going to let you guys banter for a while. It's probably going to be fun. So like, let's, let's make this happen. And kids these days, like this generation, kids these days, kids these days, they don't really have a movie that's comparable to like Hocus Pocus. Like, what kind of kids horror movies does this generation have? Not a lot. They have like the 3D animated ones, like Hotel Transylvania, I guess. Which I did like. I feel like a lot of those movies, like trying to think of others, Monster House. All those movies, I feel like, I don't know how popular they are with actual kids. A, because I don't have kids and don't want kids. I try and stay away from kids. Same. But I know they're popular with people our age. People who are 20-somethings. Woo. Because we still can't get enough of that kind of stuff. Like Coraline. Coraline's great. That was like, that was a while ago, I feel like. 2009. Eight years ago. Yeah. Still in high school. <laughs> oh my god. Still in Tolman. Still in Tolman represents. Shout out. Shout out to Tolman <laughs> High School, I guess. Yeah, if we must. Yeah, we need more kids' horror movies, so I think we should. Disney, get on the fast track to making Hocus Pocus too. Please, please do. So that was our review and discussion and lots of fun talking about Hocus Pocus with my guest, Sarah David. Thank you for so, so much for coming Thanks. on the show. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. Was there anything you want to, I don't know, shout out, Twitter, Instagram, or anything like that? <laughs> become become Twitter, Instagram famous from this podcast? Oh, yeah. Follow me on Instagram. Boats and Hoes. Boats and Hoes. <laughs> and you guys can 
follow me on Twitter at ProHorrorCast or on Instagram at Professional Horror. Probably Instagram is where you want to go. I do that a lot more than Twitter. Or if you have any questions or ideas for new episodes, you can email me at ProfessionalHorror at gmail.com. Once again, I want to give a big shout out to Cat Wells and the Boys and Ghouls crew. So Cat and Marshall. Listen to their show. They're great. And we will see you next time with a new, I don't know, a new thing. You know how we work here. So as always, stay scary, but keep it professional.